now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Yes, we're back into the afternoon edition here on Sound Off. And you know, we have learned a lot over a number of months about AirServe, one of our great sponsors. And we thought it would be very appropriate if we had Bruce, one of the principals of AirServe, come on and talk a little bit more about the company and what's going on. Uh, Bruce, welcome uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi Brad, how's it going? Very, very good. Good. We have learned so much about uh, uh, everything from air conditioning to heating. Uh, you got a very good spokesman that really knows uh, <laughs> education, but... What what do you what would you like to tell us this morning about AirServe that maybe we don't know? Well, one thing we always talk about having doing tune-ups and preventative maintenance to your systems, but there's a big misconception out there that you always have to have that furnace tune-up done in the fall, and that's really not the case. As long as it's done any time during the year, you know, get it done, be pro- proactive, and just make sure it's done. It's no different than you don't wait till the fall to change your oil in your car and then think it's going to last all winter. You know, but you you got to be a little proactive on it, and it's the same thing. You know, your your heating and cooling appliances are your most expensive appliance in your house, and you want to take care of them. So, so now that's what we want to do. Okay, so so the tune up on a on a furnace. Now, when you say tune up, you know everybody automatically thinks about the tune up on their car going to change the oil and filter. The, but the, some of that is what you would do to a furnace, right? You might want to change the filter on it. Uh, you might want to make sure everything is lubricated properly, and it would take a technician to do that. Yeah, absolutely. We come in and do a, uh, we do a, what we call a stoplight uh, inspection on it, red, green, yellow, and go through and check those things. We, we have what we call XOI on there that we take and, and video anything that's going to be a problem to make sure that that system, is, that we can show you what's going on with there. And if there's any repairs to, to do, we make sure that you're going to be okay with that and give you the price up front to do any repairs. But the biggest thing is just maintaining those, checking all those points the, that need to be checked on there to keep it going and, and keep it running efficiently. You don't have to have a, a system that was installed by AirServe necessarily to ask for one of your technicians to do a tune-up, do you? Oh, absolutely not. We work on all, all major brands and of furnaces, air conditioners, boilers, mini splits, um, oil furnaces, oil boilers, all those different things we work on. Okay, super. So let's refresh people's memories. If we want to get a hold of AirServe and uh, get a tune-up done any time of year or just talk to uh, one of your people about uh, air conditioning or heating coming up, how do we do that? How do we get a hold of AirServe? Sure. Give a call to the office at 879-SERV or you can find us online at AirServe.com. That's A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V. Fantastic. Thank you very much for stopping in this morning. We appreciate the information. Uh, we look forward to it every every couple of days. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Brett. Uh, yeah, thank you. Well, listen, speaking of information, we're pretty doggone lucky here in the Northland that we have some representatives that check in with us on a regular basis and keep us up to date on what's going on. And, of course, we know that the legislature is now in session down in uh, St. Paul and we have Representative Natalie Zelesnikar on the phone with us to maybe bring us up to date on what's going on down there. Uh, Natalie, uh, good morning. Hey, good morning, Brad. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Are you holding up okay? What is this the oh. first week of session? 
You know, it is not going to be a lighter session. It's going to be a long hour. We'll go right to the end, uh, just like last year. So we're trying to fix some of the things that uh, need to be fixed from 2023, and then uh, several bills are being introduced. So we'll see what happens. You know, one of the things that has piqued all of our interest now in the last couple of days here is legislation about guns. Uh, I think probably probably because of the shooting that happened in Burnsville on Sunday. Um, You know, it turned out that the individual that did the shooting of the police officers and the EMT there was not allowed to have a gun or was not allowed to own a gun, and yet he got it. He got guns. He had a rifle and a couple of pistols. And finally this morning, Governor Walls has come out and said that uh, he wants to address, uh, you know, what, how, do, how do individuals banned from having firearms, uh, how do they get them, what do we do with them if they do get them, should there be increased penalties, for example, for somebody that's not allowed to have a gun if they get a gun and do something uh, like this guy did? I think you're 100% right. I mean, one of the things that the Republicans have been trying to do is to, to close the thing of the straw purchase, which is, you know, pr- directly related to felons who don't follow the rules and are going to have guns. And they there's 1,700 stolen guns, I think, last year. And so the straw purchase would have prohibited, you know, a girlfriend, a spouse, a friend from buying a gun and then giving that gun to a felon because a felon can't purchase a gun. So right. to me, there, there should be it's an easy thing is to severely prosecute these people who purchase a gun and give their gun to a felon, a known felon who, who has lost the right to have an, a, a gun. And so it doesn't make any sense to me why that wouldn't be a bipartisan initiative. And Democrats have blocked that, and we need to have that done because the criminals, making rules for law-abiding uh, citizens is not the answer. The, the issue is dealing with these long rap sheets and monitoring systems that can track them and then making sure that there is a severe penalties and prosecution for people who wrongfully purchase a gun for a felon. Right. Well, uh, Northlanders, we are on the phone with uh, Natalie Zalesnikar, representative uh, uh, from this area. Natalie, do you, do you, uh, your observations of the first week here, uh, you know, it's not like last year where the uh, legislature has uh, about $19 billion in surplus or $18 billion. Uh, and, and the, you know, they blew it all, spent it all, and then raised taxes by 10%. But what do you see so far this year uh, in the trend that might be happening this first week or so? I think it's clear the middle class was completely left out of the puzzle piece for one Minnesota. And $20 billion was spent. And while there were some great initiatives done, the child tax credit, you have to make like under $19 an hour to get $17.50 per child tax credit. That is not a sustainable living wage in Northeastern or any part of the state. And anybody that's working a single or, or a couple is, is going to want to make more than $19 an hour. I can make that. It, people are giving me my cone at McDonald's. And so it, that is not an, a true assistance with child care, the child care issue. And so... They're now trying to do a 7% of income, but 
that would have been great when we had $20 billion, but the priority wasn't that one year ago when we had, you know, huge issues for childcare, for housing. And so we're trying to put in infrastructures on supporting capital improvement plans for the cities in, in our district that are going to support creating housing, not just low-income housing, but working-class housing, too, because we need both. Right. And I get calls on that all the time. So that's going to be a huge issue uh, for us to get the child care thing fixed. We've lost a 1,000 family child care providers, which have been the heart and soul for northeastern Minnesota. And most of them are in Hermantown, Proctor, two harbors. And so we have to make sure that we have a centers and family child care available for our family members. And we've expanded the pre-K school-based program, which is a great program, but the 1,300 child care providers said, hang on, with the expansion of this program, if we lose kids to that program, we lose money on infants, we break even on toddlers, and we start to make a little bit of a profit with the four-year-olds. If they leave, what will happen? It's going to decimate the financial performance for the existing freestanding centers and the freestanding family child care. And so we have to provide a model that's going to work for everybody in Minnesota, not just the school-based pre-K, but the entire model. It's interesting how when the legislature goes to do one thing, it somehow affects many other things that they haven't even stopped to consider. And, and no, this and does happen. hundred percent, Brad. And when you don't have bipartisan working across the aisle, you're, the, the, the I's aren't getting dotted and the T's aren't being crossed because we're, Elevating one at the expense of two other things, and so we're not moving forward. We're just taking two steps back, and and I think a lot of the there's a lot of unintended consequences that happened, and so now we yeah. grew government by forty percent. The twenty billion's gone. We didn't see the full elimination of the tax for Social Security. We didn't see relief for families. They know they have less money every paycheck they get because food has gone up probably twenty twenty five percent. I mean the food shelf. We have the lowest unemployment and the highest food shelf need in our area. And so you can see people are being able to, to make ends meet. The cost of your electric bill by the energy policies, the cost for your rent, for your mortgage, everywhere you look, it, people just don't have anything left because of the policies and the mandates that Minnesota and the federal government have put in place. Yeah, it's uh, the consequences of some of these things are long, long overdue. You know, we look at just one little item like last year when uh, the, when this one particular uh, senator and congressman got together and put this bill in place to put menstruation uh, products in every bathroom, in every school system, men's and women's bathrooms. And right. the question was raised. The question was raised of this person last year that why would you want to put menstruation products in men's bathroom? And she actually said at the time, because I read it in the uh, documents, well, not only women can menstruate. And I thought, right. what is with this person? Well, and that's that's the that's the extreme, you know, agenda that's being pushed down here. And so it it is. It's disappointing, but I think the majority of Minnesotans do not agree with that. And so yeah. there's, we've just lost sense of complete common sense. We, ha we, are, we, we cannot be called pregnant women in statute. They've changed it to birthing women. We are, cannot say breastfeeding. It's chest feeding. It's like it's a game of words, and it's, 
and it's not fooling Minnesotans because the reality is a woman is having a baby. A woman is breastfeeding. And so yes. to not be able to say that is absolutely eroding everything a woman is and what women women do as caregivers. And so it, it is interesting times to serve, that's for sure. Well, listen, uh, and Natalie, we we have been we've been able to talk to a representative, House Representative from District Three B, Natalie Zelesnikar, which includes, by the way, the cities of Hermantown, Two Harbors, Rice Lake, and part of Lake and and uh, St. Louis County. But we've got to take our first break, Natalie. So thank you very much for checking in with us, and please uh, do it again as the session goes along. We love to kind of get a feel for what's going on. Thanks, and I just want to shout out to the Mirage. Good luck at State. I'll see you at the X tonight. There you go. Thank you. Kenny, we got to take our first break here on 610 KDAL with the Wednesday hour number two. We'll be right back. KDAL time is 1224, 37 degrees and overcast. And uh, yesterday in Duluth, Brad, we got up to 45 degrees was the high yesterday. Man. Will we uh, be that warm today? Well, maybe. But uh, now, are the skies overcast today? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening completely. They are. There. Yeah, we're mostly cloudy okay. right now, overcast in some areas. Uh, 45 again, the high yesterday. 27 is the normal high. 57 is the record high for today. There were some records broken yesterday, Brad. Real quickly, Hibbing, 47, a record high yesterday. Ashland. 54 degrees, a record high for Ashland yesterday. And Marquette, Michigan, 45, a record high for Marquette. So a couple of records in this area, some, um, some, record highs. Yeah, some big ones. And uh, let's just, uh, for the record, there are no snow banks in Duluth. <laughs> none. No, none. Every, they're all gone. Unreal. Don't have to remove anything off the streets, climb over anything to get to your favorite store. Oh. None of that exists. Well, listen, we've got Dan from Rental on. I want to get him on before we take our CBS News break here. Uh, Dan, good afternoon. How are you today? Very good. You know, when this representative was talking, I I had an image of a body laying on the ground with maggots eating all the flesh. And I thought, you know, the maggots represent our uh, people, our, uh, you know, the people that are ripping off the taxpayers. And they're, they're not just eating... Uh, dead flesh they're eating live flesh they're killing the oh, people yeah. but i want to you know i call in all the time and i i rant and rave and and uh this time i would like you to uh what do you want to talk about brad and i'll i'll interact with you okay what what i would like to talk about is what we were just talking about the the fact that this individual in burnsville that uh, killed these two police officers and also killed an EMT that was part of the, uh, was not ever allowed to legally own a gun in Minnesota. And yet he was in possession of either ghost guns that were illegally purchased or somehow got them from, from friends. I want to ask you the question, Dan, if they find out who provided him the guns should that person be charged with a crime? Absolutely, uh, not just legally, but civilly. But you know, it's probably somebody that's, uh, you know, already on welfare or something. Somebody that doesn't have a lot of money. Maybe somebody with a bunch of kids. Uh, so, uh, I I think that you got to go after these people. 
you know, you got to, they have to be consequenced. Not just, uh, you know, who's who's watching this guy? You know, was he on probation? Yeah. You know, was he really being watched? Or nobody watches these people. They just want to go after the deer hunters who have semi-automatic weapons. Brad, you know, it, the deer hunters need to be stopped worrying about the wolves and start worrying about the governor because they're not <laughs> going to. They're going to have to have, what, revolvers to hunt deer? Or they're going to have to single shot, maybe black powder guns? You know, these these people are crazy if they want to get rid of all semi-automatic guns. The state of Minnesota is a sheriff, Brad. Are the sheriffs going to follow this directive? Is uh, well, the Carlton County or is uh, Why don't you have the Carlton County Sheriff go on, on air with you or St. Louis County and ask him or her, if they would enforce a law to take semi-automatic weapons away from law-abiding citizens. From law-abiding citizens, right. When we've got guys like this guy that can acquire arms, acquire ammunition, and kill our police officers that are out there protecting us. Yeah, it's... uh, I'll tell you what this this uh, some of these bills that are before the legislature right now they're going to have to stop and get serious when you have a bill before the Minnesota legislature that will will not allow you to purchase regular capacity magazines for weapons not not uh, excessive capacity or not high capacity but just regular magazines Something's wrong with the mentality of our legislative leaders, and it starts right at the top, I think, with Governor Walls. Uh, Because in this particular case, he was asked the question, you know, what are you going to do when you find out who provided this guy with the firearms? And he didn't really have an answer. But he did say that this individual was banned from having firearms, so we need to find out who did they get them from? Did someone help him? Are there penalties in there to make sure that this doesn't happen again? And are they enforced? I think that's what Dan was saying, is that sometimes these penalties don't get enforced at all, and maybe we got to spend more time enforcing the penalties against those that have broken our laws than worrying about law-abiding citizens uh, getting access to a firearm. Anyway, Kenny, we've got to take our CBS News break, and then we'll come back with more here on hour number two of uh, KDAL Sound Off. KDAL time is 1234. We're looking at 38 degrees in Superior. Uh, Brad, on the phone, we do have Matt Boo from Duluth Stove and Fireplace. Matt, how things over there at Duluth Stove and Fireplace today? Uh, kind of hopping a little bit. Got to some see traffic that. in the store. Yeah, yeah, some traffic in the store, and the phones are ringing, and so that's always good. Well, you know, I think a lot of people are starting to get the message that uh, a lot of these units that you've got available at Duluth Stove and Fireplace actually, you know, are pretty reasonably pl- priced. But not only that, so many of them qualify for government rebates where the person that buying the unit can actually apply and get a rebate back from the government because they've helped make their heating system more efficient. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a tax credit, which is, uh, oh. you know, not a uh, not a deduction. It's actually a tax credit. So that's... Uh, that's fantastic. That's, that's, yeah, it's yeah. cash money. So, and that's 30% up to $2,000 for any qualifying... Um, 
burning stove or fireplace. And that, Boy, that's really that's really special. Now we've been talking a little bit in the past, just the last week or two, that not only do you guys carry a full line, and I mean. I don't know how many different selection of units you got, 30 or 40 at least on display, but you've also got a full line of saunas, sauna equipment. If somebody's thinking about putting a sauna in their home for uh, comfort and enjoyment, you, you can help them with that whole process as well. Yeah, absolutely. And saunas have really turned into uh, uh, heat therapy. You know, it's uh, people are really into that and the, you can get that cheap heat therapy through either infrared or traditional sauna. Uh, so if you're looking to put one in, we can do anything you want. We can sell you a heater and a door. We can do the 100% build one for you. So, uh, and you, you've got that. a you got a full line of equipment for it too, like buckets and ladles and all the things you need to make your sauna just really work work fine too. Yeah, we even have sauna hats. <laughs> really? I didn't know you needed a sauna hat. <laughs> well, the hardcore uh, kind of came out of Russia, but the, the hardcore oh. sauna people wear hats so they they can stay in the sauna longer. Um, does that does that help keep the the heat into your head area? Is that what that does? No, it prevent it insulates your head from the heat. So if you have a oh okay hat on sure that uh, you can stay in there longer. But that's kind of a crazy thing. But anyway, we have them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And by the way, I've been meaning to ask you this for a while. If somebody buys a wood-burning fireplace and they, maybe they got a couple of them that they're putting in their home, do you also give them recommendations or help them when it comes to, hey, okay, I got a great wood-burning stove now, but where do I get my wood? Do you have sources to provide wood? We do. So the, what we do for a customer that's purchasing a wood appliance um, is after we install it, what we do is we leave some glass cleaners, some fire starters, a technique on how to build a fire because it's a little different with the contemporary stove than it used to be. Sure. And, sure. and also a moisture meter. And so they can check the moisture of their wood um, real real time. So a uh, very important part is, is having good seasoned wood. Yeah. And then uh, we also provide a website, and I think we talked about this last time, um, epa.gov, the BurnWise program. And that's got a ton of information on storage of wood and how to test your wood and what wood should be used and building, even down to building a wood shack. So. Um, sure. So, yeah, and and we do have recommendations of local uh, sourced woods. So uh, excellent. Try to make it complete. Yeah, I want them to have a good experience and and uh, do it right. Well, my my grandpa used to always say because he had a wood burning. Uh, what was almost like a potbelly stove out in the garage where he did all of his woodworking stuff, and he said. You can't burn wood you cut this year. You got to stack that wood in a dry spot. You got to you got to dry it out. Uh, you don't want to burn wood until the second year. Now I don't know whether that's totally true or not, but I do know that you got to keep that wood out of the moisture area, and it's got to be dried and uh, prepared right. Yeah, and that's you know the word seasoned has always been around, and that's usually one year you're seasoning your wood. 
but you know, birch dries quicker than oak, let's say. So sure, um, sure. So we really try to concentrate on the moisture content. And if you're twelve percent to seventeen, twenty percent, that's a good range to be in with your moisture. And it's and it's easy to do. Well, Matt. Matt, let's uh, let's tell people that are listening this this afternoon how to get a hold of you, where uh, where they can find uh, and see these different uh, units: uh, wood wood burning, uh, electric, gas, uh, inserts, pallets. I mean, so many different options. Where can they come in and look and and kind of get an idea of which one's going to best serve their needs? So our our address is twenty four thirty one West Superior Street. Our showroom hours are 8 to 6, Monday through Thursday. Friday, we're 8 to 4.30, and Saturday, 9 to 2. Phone number we have is 218-727-9002, and our website is DuluthStove.com. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Matt Boo, Duluth Stove and Fireplace. Great place. Can't think of any place better that will fix you up and uh, be able to offer you the options uh, that are available for your home or uh, workplace uh, for heating units. Thanks. I appreciate it. You know, Kenny, uh, one thing that uh, our, one of our last callers, Dan from Renshaw, mentioned about a lot of times the people that commit these kind of crimes are low income. They uh, you know they're down on their luck, so they figure, well, they're gonna they're gonna sell a gun to somebody that they found or stole or something, and uh, you know they're down on their luck like that. But I've been reading the story about this guy, this Gooden, that did the shooting in Burnsville. You know what this guy uh, made? How much money he made on a monthly basis? What he did for a living? He had worked for like the last seven or eight years for a company called Lemetri Collision. Are you Rosemont. kidding me? No. Lemetri's. No. Yeah, Lemetri's. When I worked in the Twin Cities, um, I worked for a car rental company that had a location at Lemetri's, but it was the Lemetri's in Eden Prairie. Okay. All right. I wow. understand they have three or four locations around. Wow. Yeah. And... Guess what? Guess what he was making a month. I don't know. Twelve thousand dollars. Had a, a good month. job. Darn right, he had a good job. He was the guy earned one hundred and forty-four thousand dollars a year, and yet he continued to be delinquent on several judgments against him from his bank and from previously court-ordered child support payments. He had had at least five children from two different women, and he now had entered into a new relationship with the woman he was living with who had two other children from a previous relationship. But yet he was court-ordered not to come anywhere near firearms because he'd had a number of uh, convictions for problems, uh, criminal problems, where he'd angrily responded to people. He took a knife after a former brother-in-law and tried to stab him, and then when he couldn't, when the brother-in-law got in the car and tried to drive away, he took building blocks, cement blocks, and threw them at the car. The guy obviously had some anger issues, and yet you can't blame everything he had on on income because he was making plenty of income, uh, but he just... Uh, 
was uh, either poorly raised uh, or whatever it was, but it's not doesn't mean that it's always the income. The problem with criminals like Gooden isn't that they're poor, it's that they're evil. Remember we had somebody on not too long ago that said there are some people that are just flat out plain evil. And and I think that's what you uh, what you see with this guy. Um I mean more and more stuff is starting to come out as we go along and they but for him to just in the story I saw this morning uh, on on Powerline, they answered the question, "Who is Shannon Gooden?" And they talked again about the fact that as he was as he was shooting at police officers, running around from room to room, he had two. Well, he had one of his daughters and one of his girlfriend's daughters with him. And he was taking them with him from room to room as he was shooting at police. And at one point he stopped and he asked the, asked the two girls, he said, do you want to go with me? And, and they knew right away what he was talking about. They, what he was saying is, do you want to go, do you want to go to death with me? And they both at that time said, no, no, we don't. And they, and uh, one of the other kids had taken two of the other kids and went into a closet and hid on the floor of the closet because they knew that it was going to be an ugly situation. But this guy didn't care that his, that his children, uh, from whatever relationship it was, were in jeopardy. He really didn't care. He was just so angry about something to do with the argument that he'd gotten into with his personal, with his his present girlfriend, uh, that he was willing to get into a gunfight with law enforcement and to take people's lives. And it, it has come out now, by the way, that he had been shot in the leg by the first responders that, uh, that he got into a gun battle with. But uh, after he settled in, and continued to fire on police officers. At some point, he decided that he was going to take his own life and and shot himself in the head. But uh, a sad situation all the way around. Anyway, we've got to. Uh, I think we're just about to the time that we're going to have to take our state, uh, our our uh, Minnesota news break here. But before we do that, let me just. I found an interesting story online this morning. You know, Governor Arne Carlson, former Governor Arne Carlson, was a governor here in Minnesota for. Uh, well, he, he he was elected for two terms. I think he served as governor from nineteen ninety one to I think nineteen ninety eight, and recently he was interviewed by of all people Joe Souchere, and Joe Souchere asked him. <clears throat> he said. Uh, he was on with Garage Logic on one of his podcasts, and he he said uh, uh, Joe Sushri had asked him uh, if he viewed the demise of Minnesota's citizens' legislature. In other words, are you seeing what's going on in the legislature right now, former governor? What do you think about what's happening there? And his response right off the cup is he said, I'm afraid you're right. Carlson commented when Souchere suggested that the legislature has become the job of choice for career activists. In other words, people that have a specific 
agenda, whether it's transgenderism, gay rights, uh, whatever it happens to be. They found the legislature as the place that they go as as career activists. He went on to say, and you see that in the actions, Carlson said, the total failure of the media and our elected officials to bring to light in 2021 the study from the University of Minnesota Hubert Humphrey Public Affairs, which he said identified a cultural culture of politicians granting special favors to wealthy campaign donors, including being able to shape legislation, is what we are seeing now. And he mentioned the fact that he had supported Tim Walls for governor. He said, I supported him, I campaigned for him, and I deeply regret it. Wow. <laughs> Somebody has seen the light of day. Anyway, we got to take our Minnesota news break. We'll be back shortly. Your Twin Ports home for Twins baseball. In the corner. KDAL. KDAL time is 1252, 38 and overcast. Twins baseball, Brad. We've got Twins baseball this Saturday at noon. Here on KDAL, of course, it's going to be a spring training baseball. Twins in Pittsburgh this Saturday on KDAL at 12 o'clock. And boy, do we have a lot of sports programming this weekend. We've got Bulldog hockey. We've got Timberwolves basketball. Oh, and by the way, the uh, the Timberwolves basketball will be joined in progress Friday night and Saturday night after Bulldog hockey. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and the All big right. the big game Friday, uh, Timberwolves and Milwaukee, uh, that will uh, be Friday, and again that's going to be joined in progress, maybe around nine thirty, on Friday. The Bulls and the I'm sorry, the Bulls, the Bucks and the Timberwolves this Friday, and Brad on the phone we do have NASCAR Nicole from the Dahlberg Law Office. from the Dahlberg Law Firm. So uh, Chris is still in uh, court, I would assume, uh, nope, working on some cases. Nope, he's got clients with him right now. So okay, yeah. So so yesterday we were talking a little bit uh, about just how easy it is uh, to get a will started, and it kind of starts with you. I mean, somebody can call you up, give you basic information, you start the process. It's really pretty simple. Yes, absolutely it is. You can call my office at two one eight seven two two five eight zero nine. And we can get that process started. I will gather the initial information, let you know how the process works. We can get you in on the calendar for an appointment. Then all you do is you come in for your appointment. You sit down with Chris for about an hour. He'll go over the documents with you. We'll draft them and send them to you. Uh, you call us with any questions, comments, concerns, changes, whatnot. Once you are ready to sign and you think you understand them to the best of your ability and you know how your state is going to be distributed, I know there's a lot of legalese in there, but for the most part you understand how it's going to be distributed, then you give us a call and you come in and sign the documents. And that's it's as simple as that. So It, re- it really is that simple, folks. And this is in regard to both Wisconsin and Minnesota. You can start the process. A lot of people have done it. It it takes different it, it takes different people different amounts of time to finally realize that man I'd be so much better off if I get this done and get it out of the way. Absolutely, so, yeah. Yeah, let's give that phone number again if we could, uh, Nicole. Sure, 
218-722-5809, Minnesota or Wisconsin. Uh, please give us a call and let us know what, um, what you've right. done. Very good. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. Good Say day. hi to Chris when you see him. Okay. We have uh, we have a caller, Wade, our our friend on the phone. Uh, let's let's get to Wade before we run out of time here in hour number two. Wade, good afternoon. Awesome. How are you, Brad? Pretty good for an old guy. I'm still getting around. <laughs> That's true. You are older than dirt. <laughs> That's right. Dirt and I are close friends. <laughs> yep. So anyway, we have our Kentucky Derby party coming up for North Country Ride. Oh, my God, is that coming up already? Coming up already, May 4th. And I know it doesn't, it seems like that's a long way away, but it's not that far away. You know, and, and well, May 4th, is that, a, uh, May 4th is a while away, but you're, yeah, you're right. That's going to come up before you know it. Far. It's only a couple months. Yeah. Uh, we're, so we're what happens What happens at this party? What, what, what kind of well, things happen? There's going to be well. There's there's going to be games that you can uh, win prizes and money on. There's going to be a great buffet style dinner at, at Blackwoods in Proctor, which always does a fantastic job. I I don't know if any of your people have ever ate there, but you know that. Blackwoods oh God, yes, yeah, they do a fantastic job. Yep. What and, about what uh, about mint juleps? Are there any access to no, mint juleps yep. anywhere? There's there, there, there's a full bar. There's a full bar. And of course, it's a cash bar. Um, yeah. And uh, the tickets are only twenty five bucks. And and now, they, do you oh, do you give a prize? Do you give a prize for the best dressed uh, person? I mean, somebody that really gets. We, we have. You know, we have. Two of them. We have one that's called Dapper Dan, and then okay. we have the other one that is, of course, the ladies' hats. Oh yeah, ladies' hats. It, that's it part is. of the Kentucky Derby. Yep, and and we are going to have a we are going to have a supervised children's activities there also. Oh, nice! Very nice. So, you know, you can bring you can bring little kids, and we'll have little games and things they can play and some activities for them. And you're going to hear some stories also about this year we had a young lady who was uh, nonverbal autistic and she is not only autistic. She's verbal now. Wow. There you go. Well, listen, we're running out of time here, but we're running out of time, but how do you sign up for this party? Is there a phone number or something that yep. they can call? Go, okay. go to uh, go to our website. It's ncride.org, and you'll scroll down, and you'll it's the second picture, and it is it has all the derby information and the link to purchase your tickets there. Fantastic! All right, Wade, thank you so much. Uh, we are just about out of time here for hour number two, but don't forget we got another hour to go. Lots of things coming up in the next hour as well. So please uh, get some more coffee. Come back and join us uh, for hour number three here on Sound Off on 610 KDAL Radio.